Hello and welcome. You are now listening to The Junk and Jam Hour, only on Radio Free Brooklyn. And now for your on-air host, Christopher Albert. Hello there. Good afternoon. You are listening to The Junk and Jam Hour right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. Radio Free Brooklyn is, of course, the nonprofit community organization and freeform internet radio station streaming original content by New York City artists and broadcasters, journalists, DJs, you name it, 24 hours a day, seven days a week on Radio Free Brooklyn. Of course, it is our goal to uphold and to empower and amplify the otherwise unheard voices within our communities on the Junkin' Gym Hour. It is always my objective to highlight the creative journeys behind the impressive projects and contributions of some of today's most talented underground and groundbreaking artists and entrepreneurs my special guest artist joining me via call-in is the singer songwriter and frontman of a five-piece indie rock band that hails of course from chicago who after banding in 2017 has since evolved from their country folk uplifting and hopeful sound from their self-titled debut ep including the therapeutic hit since you've been gone to a more grittier sultry and emotionally vulnerable effort with their 2019 debut lp midnight feelings which included the bittersweet loving you the aching lyrics of calling from the outside and the electrifyingly lovely single raspberry homecoming all great music soon after the success of course of midnight feelings which critics have raved as an unexpected passionate and sincere record they kept that momentum going and released their latest ep the rock heavy vivid and an enigmatic better off beginning with the dreamy and heartfelt track afterglow here to talk about their incredible journey and growth as well as share some of their music comprised of indie rock melodies mixed with folk beats and haunting lyrics which are mostly about love loss and heartbreak just life guys joining me now is singer songwriter musician and frontman of the defiant and powerful five-piece indie rock band the darling sons let us welcome mr robert kraus hello rob Hey, hey, how's it going? I am well. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, my pleasure. pleasure. Get a few sound effects in there. (laughs) Now, the Darling Sons out uh, in Chicago. Yeah, yeah, we're uh, we're kind of suburbs, but call Chicago home for the most part. Yeah. The Darling Sons, of course, consist of you, your lead vocals, guitar, John Stenger, drums and vocals, Lindsay Ward, also vocals and violin. We love the violin, by the way. Charlie Dresser, percussion. Mm-hmm. And the yeah. newest member, of course, is Zach Kidder on the bass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, a couple changes. And uh, funny enough, so yeah, you said John Stenger, drums. Um, he started way back in 2017 on the drums with us. He's yeah. the guitar and now, so he's... He's playing the keys and the guitar now with us, um, and, we're, and we're super happy to have him on those for sure. He has a very unique sound. But uh, Zach just joining us as well. Um, he he's a wonderful bass player. We're stu- super stoked to have him here, and and we got Charlie on drums. So uh, yeah, really fun crew. Everybody's uh, really great to hang with. So happy to have them. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you can't foresee the changes or the evolution of a craft, right? I mean, you just have to enjoy that journey and that process there and people will come and go, but um, it seems like you just make the right choices or try to make the right choices along the way that fit. Yeah, I think um, for us, we had a a good period there where there was a lot of uh, in and out, a lot of stand-ins, so on and so forth, temporary members. But um, 
yeah, it seemed like every time someone left, it just gave us a good excuse to uh, try to recreate and, and build the band stronger. So. Yeah. I mean, because that, I guess that's always the challenge, right? Is, is how do you get everyone's say or input that are involved into this music that you're creating? And obviously, it seems like you guys have got it down to where you yeah, want it to be now. Yeah, we're certainly working on it, that's for sure. Um, I think everybody is pretty uh, involved when it comes to, uh, you know, ideas or sounds and tones and everything like that and the just the general direction of the band as a whole, yeah. So I want to start with your story, Robert, because um, you have a fascinating story. I know you were born and raised in, in the western suburbs of Chicago. <laughs> Now you, say, now you say uh, your love for music began as a young boy. Uh, you discovered the joy of, you know, just listening to whatever your parents were playing. How influential were, would you say your parents were in your musicianship? Um, honestly, probably not too much. Okay. <laughs> they, they weren't very musically inclined at all themselves. Yeah. Um, I, they, there was good music on in the house, though, so I can't complain about that. Um, I just remember kind of discovering their pile of, you know, records collecting dust in the basement Got and, it. Um, and uh, going through that, you know, and discovering a lot of things. But as far as them directly, I mean, uh, buying me a guitar on Christmas, you know, when I asked was important. So without that, I guess we wouldn't be here. Right. And, and, and that was, you would say, at 10 years old, right? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty young, about 10 or 11. Mm-hmm. I mean, what made you ask for the guitar you just wanted, just out of curiosity? Um, well, I started getting into music more more so and creative things more so. And um, I think I was, uh, at the time, starting to... I had, like, recently... I remember recently discovering the Beatles through, like, a family friend's funeral. Nice. And... Um, for whatever reason like it was like the song yesterday and it just kind of stuck with me and i really like that so i think from then on like i asked for a guitar because i wanted to get more into the music and um and try that out which yeah i'm very happy i did i'm happy i kind of leaned into that yes because i did play sports and stuff when i was younger but i think um at that that was like a switching point where i leaned more towards the the you know the latter rather than than that yeah well i guess all choices lead to your next one right and they all inform they all inform your next choices now if you don't mind i know you because i I want to play a few songs from your your your, the darling son's new ep uh better off beginning with better off the the title track but before we go into that i know you once shared an interview i know later in your teen years if it's okay if we can talk about that yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned that you, you know, you once you fell into a dark place. You said, you know, as a, a late teenager, you were plagued by depression and anxiety. Is there anything that you remember that that triggered that for you? Um, that got I you think, into that place? Uh, I think my parents got divorced when I was pretty young. Got like it. Thirteen um, started happening when I was thirteen, so I think I naturally started to act out. Yeah. Um, my sister's considerably older than me, so uh, she was out, out of the house by that point, I think. And, um, you know, I think I was just, like, looking for attention in all of the wrong places. Yeah. And um, starting to, yeah, just kind of act out in that way. And, uh, 
at a certain point you isolate yourself so yeah. much like maybe you feel isolated at the beginning but then i started to really go with that and isolate myself a lot uh which you know eventually just led me into some some pretty some pretty bad head spaces drug use yeah like just just a poor poor time uh you know a struggle a struggle at, at that period of my life um it wasn't until about like 1920 that i like uh start somewhat of a recovery you know got clean and and um got my things together you know yeah and i know you 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 were saying that you know during this time during this depression obviously your your creativity it died you know for a while but then leading up to when you were 1920 you were able to pull yourself back out of that space what was what helped you out of that or was this just a, a, um, a decision that you was like, okay, I'm still young. I can still dig myself out of this hole. Sure, sure. Yeah. So I was living in Florida at the time, yeah. actually. Um, I had moved down to Florida and was kind of ripping and running down there. And uh, eventually, um, yeah, I woke up one morning and was like, you know, after, of course, like every rock bottom you could ever imagine uh happening but one morning just woke up and was like i can't do this anymore you know I, I i just can't live this way and um and from that point on i pretty much just vowed to myself that i was gonna do better um yeah you know as much of a promise you can make at that point i wasn't very good for any promises but i just told myself you know this wasn't how i was gonna live i was like 20 years old and just thinking how how did i uh, mess my life up in such a short period of life you know what i mean like 20 years and i'm already here it just felt it felt terrible and i and i knew i needed to change from that point so um yeah i just made it a point to do so and and through kind of like community outreach and just the people that i tried to surround myself with uh, i think that's the most important thing i mean yeah once you start putting yourself around people that care about you and want to see you succeed and uh I think you, that starts rubbing off on you and you start, you know, wanting that for yourself more and more. Yeah. And and it was a great thing that you were open to that. And and even even through that experience it has now manifested into some great music, <laughs> some great storytelling, right? Right. Right. Yeah, it's definitely given some, you know, fuel to the fire. <laughs> uh, so not only not only lyrics and and good stories to talk about, but also just motivation to yeah. achieve uh and and to you know have some some sort of success whatever that looks like uh whether that's just being happy or you know actual monetary absolutely or musical success um but yeah just just complete motivation to start a project and finish it yeah and and i want to, and we'll talk more about what that gift is of course too for others to receive you guys are listening to the junkie jam hour right here on radio free brooklyn on the phone I have guitarist, vocalist, frontman, singer, songwriter of the five-piece band, The Darling Sons. And this is from their latest EP, Better Off. This is the title track, Better Off. Hang out, Rob. Thank you.
was The Darling Sons with Better Off. <laughs> Hello, Rob. Hey. You still joining us? <laughs> yes, I'm still here. Great music, by the way, and and I know it's 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 been a, a little journey getting here, but I want to back up a little bit because just even this song, you know, some of the write-ups for it, uh, Turn Up the Volume blog has called it moving, highly listenable for its dazed vibe, its stirring sensibility, its confused thoughts. I feel like they just added more poetry to it, but for me... I don't just listen to it as a song, oh, to just sing along to and go, oh, that was nice. I feel like, you know, it's it's deeply affecting. It's a song that dares to confront a real issue. And I know you've mentioned in one of your interviews, and, and, and like with all writers, uh, particularly of songs or prose or poetry, where the, you know, it's the listener or the reader who gets to interpret what that means, right? Right. But when we think about these lyrics, I, I I need you to know, think it's better off this way. I start sleeping through the days, just waiting. When we talk about you... Oh, I guess that's that's here in this... <laughs> that's here in this studio. You know what? Why don't we play another song and then we'll talk more. Uh, you guys are listening to DJ Jamal right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. Let's go find out what's going on in the studio. You hang out, Rob. Okay. Thank you.
You are listening to the Joker Jam Hour right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. Rob, are you with us? <laughs> yeah, I'm here. I'm so here. the fi- apparently the fire drill literally just went off. <laughs> oh man. You know what's really funny about that is you just played Afterglow and while we were in the middle of recording Afterglow, the fire alarm went off. (laughs) Well, I had to play Afterglow because thank God I had it cued because (laughs) we weren't going to just throw up some random music. That, of course, was Afterglow by the Darling Sons and on the phone via Colin from Chicago. We have singer, songwriter, producer, Musician, frontman of Five Piece Band, The Darling Sons. Uh, thank you, Rob, again for joining us. Uh, you know what? We just go with the flow, right? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Okay, we're just going to start from where we are. <laughs> Afterglow, Breakaway, There's Nothing to Say. Well, it's just like me to make it that way. It's definitely sounds like me. You you said when you were writing writing this song, I love this song, by the way. You. you said you were in a weird place where everything seemed to be going really good, but still feeling pretty stagnant. I guess if we could correlate to that now, right? We're all creatives. We're, we're trying to create amongst, you know, this uncertain time where people are out, out of work and we don't have access to everything. Tell us a little bit about this time when, when you were creating this song. Sure. So, so Afterglow in particular was interesting because um, I'm typically like a sit down with my guitar, start writing songs kind of person, you know, come up with a guitar riff or rhythm or whatever, and then write melody lyrics afterwards. Um, but with Afterglow, it was pretty particular. And yeah, I was in a per- like a pretty creative dry spell. We were running um, off of the Midnight Feelings release, we were kind of at the tail end of that, doing, yeah. you know, shows, whatnot. Um, and we were pretty much, uh, I was pretty burnt out, ready to start working on stuff. And um, I just couldn't come up with too too much of any 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 worthwhile ideas. And, uh, and then came up with the Afterglow, the kind of like the opening bass uh, drums idea, just like the doo-doo. Doom new and um, kind of went from there. And I remember Charlie, our drummer, uh, we were talking, you know, after a show one night. Uh, we were like in the back of a place called the Bottom Lounge just in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And I was talking and I told him about the idea, and he was like, "Oh yeah, that sounds great." And um, it was almost like we went into the studio, had like a, a kind of a mic'd up session where we just worked on it, and I brought it out and. Uh, I think everybody played it twice before we actually started recording. So uh, we were all pretty stoked. It kind of all just came together. And um, we have a recording of the first time we played it through. Of the demo, the demo session. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but even like free demo, like (laughs) you can hear me me being like, okay, guys, this is my new idea. And then everyone picking it up along the way. Yeah. but we loved it so much. We loved this like first take of it that when we sat down in the studio, you know, when it was time to record, we just like listened to that and just tried to rep- replicate it uh, kind of as much as we could and uh, upgrade it the best way we could as well. And um, we were just so stoked with how it came out. We were so happy. So yeah. And 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 I know you think that and and I, and I guess that's what's leading in, into the afterglow right and and when we talk about the afterglow you know we're we're really just 
and I know sometimes as, as, as musicians, you know, even after and you're touring and you're and you've already worked on all this incredible music. And, and it's like, when do you just get to uh, enjoy? And, you know, obviously you're enjoying making the music. But sometimes, you know, sometimes we do forget, right? Sometimes we forget to just enjoy what we have, enjoy the process, and 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 let's really just let the magic be. And and I guess that's kind of what the theme of the song is, anyway, right? Totally, totally. We uh, at the time we had just gotten off a little trip. Uh, we had went up to New York, played played a show out there, a couple shows along the way. Yeah. And we had just got done with that um, for for the Midnight Feelings release. And Afterglow to me was kind of like, um, yeah, that like coming out of the darkness, like. Uh, we had a ton of fun making the, the album, Midnight Feelings and everything, putting that together. But it just like felt like we were at this new place. Everything was super fresh and we had new members in the band. And um, yeah, I mean, we worked on that single a considerable amount of time before the actual EP came out. And we released it quite a, quite a bit early before the EP came out. So once we put that song out, it was actually just like that, just like kind of resting on. We were so stoked with how it sounded. Um, you know, into the afterglow kind of feeling. Yeah. Which led to all of the other songs, honestly. Like, after we got that one out, it, it was like one after the other with the other four. Yeah. And, 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 and of course, in, in, in keeping with, with the album prior, because I know you guys had, because I know you had a self titled project, right? The Darling Sons. And I know you probably had a few different band members at the time. Which yeah. it's really, um, I mean, save for the one song uh, since you've been gone, it's really hard to find any of the songs. Is that purposeful? We can't find any of the earlier Darling Sons songs anymore. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah we did kind of take it all down. Yeah. Um, after a while, after we put out Midnight Feelings and then Afterglow, we kind of uh, just had a talk about it. And um, me and John were the only ones in the band that... Uh, actually in the band when we did the the self-titled ep yeah Lindsay mm -hmm. was like kind of like a half member at the time i think um she was just joining yeah so we just didn't really feel like that ep that self-titled ep really represented Rep us yes uh, anymore and we just kind of want to shed it like it was like almost like a solo project that i had been re wanting to do for like two years and so i put the band together and then the band kind of took off more than the solo project so uh, we, you know, it just felt like worth scrapping so we could kind of start fresh. And, um, yes, we didn't want anyone to get the wrong impression or like, you know, uh, we like to be versatile in our music, but we like to give a accurate representation of like who we are, what we like and what we're currently playing, you know? Yeah, no, I, I, I get that. I mean, I, I figured that I was like, but where's all their other music, but you know, and, and, and obviously you guys went through, you, you know, just a natural, right? A natural evolution of sound, especially because when we think of, and, 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 and the song that we played before that, Better Off, it kind of reminded me of your, the story of your younger self. Always keeping the blinds closed and, and, and you know, kind of, trying to be an isolated and feeling like you want to get old and you're wrestling with your soul and, and, and all these ideas, you just have this inner conflict and, and, but it seems like you're at a place now 
where what good is it if you can't share it, especially through your through your through your art, right? Through your music. Sure, absolutely, yeah, and a lot of it's really reflective for me. But at this point, um, yeah, what's the point if you can't really be honest with what you're talking about? Like, I wouldn't want to write lyrics that weren't true to me. Or, yeah, uh, I mean, whose story are you telling if you're not telling yours or or the band's right, stories? Right. Yeah, yeah, or you know, it's okay to tell someone else's story too, but at, at the same time. I'm somebody, I can probably see myself in just about anybody. So it's always going to be somewhat about me. Like there's always a piece that's going to be somewhat reflective of how I'm feeling or doing or, yeah. or whatever the case is. And um, yeah, Better Off was, was specifically reflective. Uh, John, John, our lead guitar player and synth player, he's the main song, songwriter on that song. Um, yeah. He put a lot of that together. Uh and when he brought it to us, we were just really, really excited and really happy. We just loved it. Um, but yeah, putting the lyrics in there, they were super reflective lyrics. And uh, the whole EP is weird because it came out like right before COVID hit. So looking back, like the lyrics, uh, probably I can relate more now than before. Yeah. Know? Yeah. It, right, and 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 that just threw us all into you know <laughs> isolation, so to speak, as well, right? Right. Um, right. And 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 how did how did the Darling Sons during that time? Because you had to cancel gigs, right? And I know you had a, a few gigs coming up. Yeah. Um, and yeah. promotion, and then of course you had the, the 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 new EP coming out late March. How did that affect? The band yeah, members we, um, quite a bit we were kind of hard uh just like a lot of people were um but the yeah the ep came out the 27th of march and um that whole week prior to release uh we were just sitting there like wondering what was happening you know we were like our because we had a we had a little trip uh, again out to new york um you know pittsburgh yeah Louisville, a couple states out in the northeast and we were just not sure what was going to happen, you know, so uh, just like everybody else, we were kind of keeping our fingers crossed, but obviously it went the other way. Um, so we did cancel a lot, uh, uh, obviously lost a lot of good promotion, a lot of good FaceTime in a lot of cool cities, and uh, hope to be able to reschedule that at some point. Uh, currently, we're just trying to keep it alive, um, you know, sharing the music. Yeah, and, and well, that's the other thing is like, when you get to that point, you start to go through this checklist of all the things you cannot do, but then you realize, you know what, we're, we're not the only ones going through this, right? Right, right. And, and you know, it would be, yeah, I, you, it's easy to be like, woe is me at this point, but <laughs> at this point, you know, there's just no point. Um, you know, nobody's going to get anywhere doing that, so... Might as well be proactive, and uh, in my opinion, there's just so much going on yeah. uh, right now that it's a good time to just, uh, you know, stick with what you believe in, do what makes you feel good. I, I, you know, um, we don't want to be very in the spotlight at the current moment. We're just trying to work on new stuff, and yeah. you know, it's fine. Now, as you know, as someone who is, you know, you're a survivor of, you know anguish i'll call it mental anguish anxiety obviously depression sure 
And, and according to the CDC, some of the risk factors, I don't know if, if you were ever close to harming yourself. But according to the CDC, some risk factors, and, and, and of course this aligns with, you know, coming just out of the, and, and you know, a lot of other states now are, are in deep in it too, right? Um, when we think about Florida and Texas, you know, just feelings of hopelessness, uh, isolation, as we talked about, uh, feeling of being cut off from other people, you know, just loss, whether it's relationship loss, which has happened uh, right. during this pandemic, uh, you know, people lost, you know, social relationships, work obviously financial loss as someone who's been there even before this, you know, cause not everybody, some people are obviously this time probably has catapulted them into this place, this uncomfortable place where they're just not used to. What would you say to those who are currently battling with some of these very same sentiments? Um, yeah. So, I would just say, you know, to to relate, um, I think this this time is a really good time to take a look at what we all have in our lives currently, what, what's accessible, the people in our lives, our family, um, and try not to take those things for granted. Yeah. Uh, I know, you know, somebody like myself that gets lost in my work, um, spends a lot of time and focus on uh, a million different things. When this whole thing hit and uh, we're all stripped of all of our pleasures, the things that make us feel good, our you know, our, our plans and all, all that great, great, great uh, freedom we have, uh, it, it makes you feel like, what do I have now, right? Like, I, I can't do any of these things. I don't have any of this stuff. Um, and I know certainly for myself that that's how I felt, you know, and I felt like I hadn't spent enough time um, valuing the people uh, and the things that were right in front of me the whole time. Yeah. So, what a great uh, reminder, right? <laughs> when we can't yeah. have access, easy access that we once had. Right. To the instant gratification that the world offers us. Right. Um, it's important to remember that they're uh, the things that never leave um, are are most of the time at least uh your loved ones you know the, yeah. the people in your life your family people that care about you so uh, i think it's important to lean on those people explore those relationships build them um you know take the time to do that because all that stuff all of the all of the other stuff's gonna come back yeah and and i'm not very religious by the way rob but god bless you i sincerely mean that you you know when when you started again as a musician right you had to start fresh and probably what most people have to do now, right? right. You, you know, you found yourself at, at a lowly place in life and, and, and thankfully there was a place you could go to. You had resources and, and people who believed in you, believed in your recovery, uh, helped you believe in your own recovery. You started connecting yourself again with your passion for music. One day you was walking home. You had nothing. I'm assuming you sold everything for drugs. <laughs> Sure, yeah. I, I mean, I, 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 you know, I've had family members who did the same thing. So, you know, yeah. you, you, you have no money, you have no resources, you have no guitar, you've sold it all. And, and one day you walk by, you found, you find a guitar in a dumpster, right? <laughs> yeah, it was just leaning up against the side of the dumpster. And, um, I mean, I figured it was mine now. Yes. Well, <laughs> 
Sometimes you have to keep your eyes open that, that the, the universe is always going to keep leaving you gifts as long as you accept it. So now from there is when you started writing everything you felt or you were able to, you were able to articulate that, right? Because you felt like you couldn't do that before. Sure. Slow but steady process. Yeah. I, mean, um, I picked that up and uh, ha had a good time with that and then eventually bought myself a guitar and, and started writing songs and... Um, yeah, a lot of the songs that were on that self-titled EP I wrote off of yeah. that first guitar, right. uh, a lot of those. But, uh, so it was pretty cool. Yeah, but but right. So so this led to you being a solo artist as a folk Americana singer-songwriter, right? Getting the, you know, getting a guitar and getting that inkling to go do that again and then combined with uh, the newfound confidence of a, you know, just a happy person. Um, yeah, it was a good mix and yeah, overall just gave me the idea to uh run and create songs and maybe play them with people which is what i did yeah so you went from florida you went back to illinois you reconnected with john so yeah yeah i start so i started playing songs um actually out in florida in orlando winter park uh just myself austin's call coffee and film um really cool spot uh but i, I was doing a lot of solo stuff there and then yeah I eventually moved back to chicagoland and uh i was doing a solo show here uh, open it up for a band called Communist Daughter, uh, and uh, <laughs> John, yeah, John had uh, came out to that show, and um, you know we, we kind of reconnected, and then yeah, I just ultimately was like, uh, I think I want to make a band, and um, I knew he played drums, so he was kind of one of the first people I called on. Yeah, but well, that's that that's just great that that you know, did, have you been finding it? In, and obviously, we spoke about this earlier. You know, you you have a groove now. You, you guys are, are on your next body of work, which is which is incredible. By the way, we're gonna play some more music. Thank you. Did you find that it, it became easier to create now that you've had, a, I guess, a sounding board and, and other people who wanted to share that journey with you? One hundred percent. Yeah. And, I mean, through the process, we got better as musicians, um, and. By the time, you know, we were working on Midnight Feelings and Better Off, like, uh, there were certain parts where, uh, you know, we couldn't add enough sounds or tones. We were just, you know... <laughs> Throw everything at the wall, see what sticks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, um, <laughs> you know, like, like Afterglow in particular, there's just like a wailing, like, guitar feedback track on it, and it just... Uh, Reverberates till the end. Yeah, John just went in there and it sounded like tornado sirens coming from the studio. For like <laughs> but it was so worth it. And uh, yeah, as we developed as musicians, we got better gear and, you know, just uh, the opportunities um, yeah. are literally endless. You know, we're always creating, yeah. working on new stuff. It's wonderful. And, and having um, a solid crew to be able to work off of is wonderful. You know, I don't. I don't have to come in with a full song. I can come in with a piece and we can build it together and and be totally happy with it. I love that. And we're going to play another song, by the way, and we might have uh, another band member calling in, right? Yeah. Maybe you'll, we'll connect with somebody. Um, we have a few minutes. <laughs> uh, so, Rob, you hang out. We're going to... We still have the Darling Sons. We're going to play some of their music. Uh, you guys are listening to The Jugger Jam Hour right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. And this, my friends is void. You're going to love it.
you guys are listening to the Jugger Gym Hour right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. That was the Darling Sons with Void. And on the phone, we have lead singer, songwriter, and frontman of the Darling Sons, Rob. And do we have someone else joining us? Yeah, we are. Yeah. <laughs> Who is it? <laughs> hey, how's it going? This is Charlie. I play the drums. Hey, Charlie. (laughs) It's Charlie, everyone. There's nobody here, by the way. Just us. Charlie Dresser. Yeah. From Chicago. Thank you so much, very much for joining us. By the way, I love, uh, you know, when we think of music nowadays, we don't always think of it as, you know, I mean, most of it, you know, especially when we think of what's popular and what's played on the radio, we don't think about cohesive projects anymore and and you guys you you know when you think of better off and you think of that ep everything just is just this one solid project everything fits together was that purposeful i think we realized it halfway through maybe um but i don't know if it was on intention yeah Um, at least conceptually speaking right just like a conceptual project sure absolutely i think uh constant themes throughout and and um same type of vibes throughout i think yeah now charlie when did you join the darling sons um i believe it was like last may (laughs) got it so so that was for you guys did midnight feelings together uh no it was right after that oh okay so tell us about that what made you say hey this is my next part of my musical journey. Uh, so yeah, I knew I knew Rob uh, from the local scene, and uh, you know he's a good guy and a great musician. And uh, they came around and were looking for a drummer at the time. They had finished the uh, the full album, and it was going to be coming out, but parted ways with their drummer. So you know, I thought I. I had some extra time. I thought this is really cool. Let's do some <laughs> stuff. And then, uh, and you know, we, we, we always knew that recording, getting into recording would, would be some, something that we, uh, you know, had a goal for and new yeah. material. So it was really exciting. So it, yeah, definitely just wanted to hop on board and, you know, they had a great thing going on already. It's awesome. Yeah. Well, it, it, it sounds like you're, you're, you're definitely a, a great addition. Now I know Rob, you said that you, you know, you just hope people could connect to your music and just leave with a little more hope than they had <laughs> when they came in. And, and obviously that's a space where you are and, and, and Charlie, you could add to that as well, because I feel like people only hear, people only hear that hopeful part, right? People were only used to hearing, okay, this is the music you created. People don't always know the journey it took to get there. You know, the, the challenges it took to get there that you had to overcome to get to whether it's a place of joy or just this place of creating this music, right? Absolutely. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I, I think, in particular, people see my dark side a lot through my music. Um, but yeah, I try to. I try to give maybe a bit of a more positive message than just a completely. Um, darker problems yeah i mean but even when we talk about the darker problems it it, it, i feel like it still gives people the okay 
you know, it's okay to now talk about this. You know, you you have this song that, and and let's talk about Void, right? Which which some have said, <laughs> uh, Rob's distinctive vocals soar beautifully. Apart from the cool vocals, the lush and emotive strings are beautifully intertwined with the soaring guitar riffs. When we think about the lyrics, I want to scream. I want to tear this house apart. I want to fill your void, which is a big thing too, right? Uh, you know, when we think about people we love, if something is missing or broken or empty inside of them, there's not really any person or thing that can fill it other than them finding out what that is, right? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think we all have uh, probably a void uh, within ourselves. And um, this song in particular uh, is exactly that, like, that that wanting that like closeness to you know inching back into the darkness to fill that void you know it's it's very that, I, I, I felt very close to the song i mean because i can see it we were there and, and obviously you know you've had parents who've gone through divorce and just other things whether it's you know angry or or, or disappointed in someone it's 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 we always still find ourselves desperate to try to figure out how to make that person happy you know, and, and you thought you were making them happy until they blindsided you. <laughs> and that, yeah, that's what that is to it. That is, the, Void for me is like the breaking point song or like the, the, you know, the one where you scream into the pillow, that kind of thing. Like, yeah. You know, um, that's what that song is for me, for sure. And and, and, and when you think about the, the line, I, I, I can't erase uh, the terrible taste in my mouth. When you're when you are hurt by someone, and maybe Charlie, you could join in this conversation too. How do you get? Do you? I mean, sure, you could get to a place to, or you know, we're told to get to a place to forgive and forget. This doesn't sound like this person is ready, right? Uh, you know, maybe you're not willing to let them go, but you are going to make sure that they know how much they hurt you. <laughs> Uh, how how can you do you get to that place of forgive and forget? Is that even important? Um, I think oh, for me, yeah. yeah, you can go ahead, Charlie. Go ahead if you want. I'll, I'll chime in after. Sure. So I think for me, this um, this one is like, uh, you know, you you kind of maybe move on from things or like get over things or maybe like life resumes to normal, but you still have. Like, it's not as shiny as it used to be. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't know, you know, that, just that that always constant reminder in the back of your head, you know, maybe where something's happened and you're like, yeah, everything seems fine, but I can't stop thinking about this thing. Um, yeah, that's, that's that line in particular, that's kind of uh, where it goes for me. And like, the forgive and forget, I'm, I'm quickly, I'm easy to forgive, but like, uh, you know, the forget's not always as easy. Yeah, yeah. Ready yeah. to pull, ready to pull well, out that I, guilt card. Yeah, I hear. Yeah, and I wanted to touch back on the sort of the um, the hopefulness that wins out. I, I feel like yes. that's part of the whatever theme there is to the EP and especially Void um, kind of encompasses it. But there's definitely a battle going on, you know, between the dark and the hopeful and I feel like, however, whether it's more from the music or from the lyrics or 
some irony or something, but the hopeful does win out in, yes. in these songs at least, you know, and that's, so it's, it's kind of, that's why I clung to this, you know, these, these new songs when Rob came with them and everything, it's just like, there's definitely a battle going on and it's honest, but thankfully for, for whatever reason, it's, you know, a little bit more hopeful than not. Yeah. And, 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 yeah, and I love how, it's, it's, that, go ahead. Uh, yeah, I was just going to say, like, the title in itself, The, the Better Off, it, you're absolutely right. It, it's like a battle. It goes either way. You know, you could use that phrase for, um, you know, either side of that battle. And uh, I do think that the, the hopefulness kind of shines through, yeah. ultimately. Yeah. Yeah, and we've even seen that as a band, you know, with this whole quarantine thing. Like, uh, it's not easy. We're, we're not all, you know, everyone's down on different days and has their own stuff going right. on. But we've been we've been you know trying to get together safely and rehearse and make music again. Love and, that. And that 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 continued battle. Like you guys want to like yeah. And and luckily yeah, it 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 always was a good idea. It always ends up being a positive experience. But that's not to say that there's not a battle that ends up there. You yeah. Know? yeah. Yeah. Well, well, I just want to thank you. Well, thank, I just want to thank all of you, obviously, of the Darling Sons, for for getting together and 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 just being so open to being vulnerable and sharing these stories musically, right? Because not all of these stories we're, we're able to tell on our own, or we don't know how to articulate that, right? And it's so easy sometimes to hear it through music, uh, especially affecting music such as yours. And, and I also love, by the way, Better Off, what a great album, uh, great EP, excuse me, still an album, right? <laughs> um, I love the juxtaposition, though. I like the Stepford Wife on the cover. Oh yeah, thank you. It was, a, it was a fun search for art. Yeah. So now, for for anywhere we could find you, obviously more about the Stalling Stones. Are you guys still up um, performing for September at the venue in, in Aurora? Uh, you know, probably all up in the air. Right yeah. Now. Um, yeah, we we don't have anything totally solidified just yet. Okay. Well, thank you, uh, Robert Krauss. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Charlie Dresser of the darling sons uh we could find all about you on the darlingsons.com you guys are also on facebook the darling sons uh the same thing for twitter instagram uh thank you guys so very much for sharing your music with us we are gonna leave Thanks you for having us it was amazing we are gonna leave you guys and this is the year of the rat right 2020 <laughs> yeah we guys are gonna leave you off with the year of the rat this is the darling sons
This episode and all episodes of the Junk and Jam Hour can be streamed on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeart Podcasts, Google Play Music, and simply tell Alexa, play the Junk and Jam Hour. Thank you.